Hello, hello. Welcome to Resting Bike Face. So I figured I would start from the very beginning and introduce myself, talk to you guys about who I am, what I do, where I'm at, and kind of, I guess, the whole point of this thing. So here we go. I graduated from college back in 2012, and from there, I started working for my dad. He owns, I can't say he owns, (laughs) well, I guess he does. He runs a surgery center um, outside of Fort Worth called Lone Star Surgical, and he is a totally badass surgeon. My mom works there, and so does my sister. My sister is a PA. I have a little brother. He ran for the hills and did something completely opposite of medicine. (laughs) Uh, But we like to keep things in the family. So he actually works, or he did work, with my brother-in-law, Matt. And they are both horse farriers. But my brother has always had this incredible passion for music. And he is an incredible singer and a very, very talented songwriter. So he is pursuing music as well. So if you want to check him out, his name's Jared Morris. He's got some kick-ass stuff. So go go listen to it. It'll be a great part of your day. Um, so I started working for my dad, and I was a surgical assistant. So I would do all the things in surgery, and I would help him see patients. And yeah, that was my day-to-day life, and it was wonderful. I didn't have to work nights. I didn't have to work weekends. All my family vacation was already approved because obviously I work with my family. So I never had to ask off. And it was, you know, I guess three years into working for him that I got really, really, really into cycling. And I had started out at Flywheel just riding and I really loved it. It was the competitive thing that I that my that my body needed. I loved going. I mean, anybody who knew me would attest to the fact that I would go like twice a day if I could. And I got completely addicted. And then um I moved a little bit further away. So there wasn't one close by, but there was a studio called Zen 22 that was close. And there was a, an instructor who I really looked up to. And he asked me if, you know, I'd ever thought about trying out. I was like, no, not really. I mean, this is just kind of like fun for me. It's like a really nice getaway. And, uh, it keeps, obviously keeps me in shape. And, you know, it's something that I have been able to do for uh, several years now and I haven't gotten tired of it. And he said, well, I mean, like, just give it, give it, give it a thought, think about it, see what you think. So, I had talked to like my family about it and said, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys think about this? And my parents were super excited and they said, you know, I think this would be like a really cool outlet for you. It's something different. So I went and I tried out and I actually got through and, um, training was a couple months long, but it was just on the weekends. So it was very doable. And I started teaching just part-time, maybe like three, four classes a week. And then you can substitute, you know, as much as you want. And I very quickly figured out that this is something that I really, really, really love. This is something that I'm really into. And I feel 
I, I just feel like I'm, I'm meant to be here. And there was one moment in particular that really sticks out in my brain. And I was teaching over in Dallas and there was a girl, her name is Cecile. And she had come up to me after class. I, I had never met her before. She had never ridden with me before. And she said, I just feel the need to tell you that I think this is what you're supposed to be doing with your life. I, I just get this feeling that this is where you're supposed to be. I was like, what? And so I went home and I really thought about it. And I had contacted um, the the head instructor guy. His name was Dennis. And I had told him, you know, I really want to pursue this more. I would like to get more classes if possible. You know, do you think that might be something that we could work out? So things in the schedule opened up. And that's one thing about fitness is like everything is very unpredictable. So I was able to get more classes and I really started to like find my groove and, and figure out who I was and what my voice was and the kind of coach that I wanted to be. And there came a point in time I had been teaching part-time for probably about a year. And there came a point in time where I really had to decide like, do I want to take this full on or do I want to keep this as just like a side hustle? And I had to have that really hard conversation with both of my parents and my sister. And I will never forget that day. I was standing in the the back of our office and I'd waited all day to talk to my dad about it. I like had a pit in my stomach. I didn't want to do it. I was terrified at how he would react. And I I told him, you know, this is, I really think that this is my purpose in life. I really think that I'm supposed to be in fitness. I've never felt so at home. And it's not even really about cycling. It's about the whole background of fitness and what it is and what it does and what it can mean to people and how it's changed my life. And growing up, there were kids who knew from the get-go, like, I'm supposed to be a doctor. I'm supposed to be a teacher. I'm supposed to be in the armed forces or, you know, whatever. And these kids, they, they have like a light bulb moment. You know, I can remember things like in middle school, kids saying that kind of stuff. And then in college, you hear about how people know exactly what their plan is and they're so driven and they have this this direct path. And I just was not that kid. Not that I wasn't driven. I always did really well in school, but I just never really knew what I was supposed to do. Like, I have a lot of interests. How am I supposed to narrow this down? I have no idea who I am. I have no idea what I believe. Like, I can't even decide what I'm going to eat for lunch today. How am I supposed to decide what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? <clears throat> so it was always a big struggle of mine going through college and not really knowing what my end game was. And it was kind of discouraging, to be perfectly honest, being surrounded by people who knew exactly what they were supposed to do. And then I found, I found indoor cycling, I found fitness. And I finally had that magical moment that people talk about like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I just explained that to my parents and they were incredibly receptive. They were incredibly responsive. And they just said, you know, we just have concerns as parents. Like, can you eat? 
Can you sustain life? Can you pay your bills? Like those kinds of things. Uh, Very normal, very parent-like things. And as long as I was able to do that and I was happy, my parents said, like, go for it. We'll support anything you want to do. So I pulled back and I was only at my dad's office twice a week and I was teaching six days a week. And I taught 5.30 a.m. every single day of the week. And if you've ever taken one of my classes, like that is, that's go time. And it's because I've literally taught that class time for probably like three years now. I love waking up early. I love starting out the day with like just kicking ass. So I taught at Zen 22 for about one full year before I decided to try out for Soul Cycle, And... I am totally fine with just leaving all of that for a totally different episode. Um, I don't even know if that's something you guys even care to know about, but I'm happy to talk about it because it was a a totally life-changing experience, but there's a lot that that goes into it. It's it's jam-packed full of stuff, but I had decided to try out back in 2018, and I went and tried out with another good instructor friend and I taught 5.30 that morning, drank two Red Bulls, I mean like chugged them, drove down to Houston, tried out, drove back and I had to wake up and teach 5.30 a.m. the very next day. It was the longest day of my life, but the best day ever. So I went through the whole audition process and luckily... I only had to try out once, which I'm very thankful for. So that meant that I had to move to New York and do training for two months and then they would place you somewhere. So I did that. And, you know, during this, during this whole time, I had actually gotten married. And so this was not only a decision that affected me, but it also affected my spouse And, um, you know, that when you add another person into the, the mix, it doesn't make decisions as easy because it's not just you that you're having to look out for. So this was huge for the both of us because that meant that, you know, he would have to be in Texas and I would have to be in New York. Um, but you know, he said, go do it. I know it's your dream, so make it happen. And I went to New York and I finished training. And by the end of October of 2018, I was officially a soul cycle instructor, which meant that I then had to be placed somewhere. So that was a problem because I could not come back to Texas. I had a non-compete with Zen, so I was not able to teach anywhere in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So again, I had to consult my spouse um, and things kind of started to go downhill from there. And I will talk about my personal journey in a different, in a totally different episode as well, because again, there's a lot (laughs) that goes into it. Uh, but uh, that is one point of this whole thing. This whole podcast is that I want I want to talk about the hard stuff um, 
the not so pretty things that people sometimes want to like push under the rug and just pretend they never happened. But I got placed in Palm Beach, which was one of the greatest things I think that could have happened to me. I learned a lot about myself. I met some of the greatest people that have ever come into my life and I'm very happy to say are still in my life to this day. And I have some really great friends because I went to Palm Beach. And then after that, I got placed back in New York and I was going between the city and the Hamptons, um, you know, all spring and then all summer until SoulCycle Tampa opened, which it opened back at the first part of August. And SoulCycle Tampa was in the works for like over a year. I waited I waited a long time for this studio and we've been open for almost six months and I think we're killing the game. We are creating a a very cool community and people are showing up and kicking ass and it makes me really, really proud of of what we're doing down here. And I I love being in Florida. I was actually born here. I was born in Clearwater. So it was always a a goal and a dream of mine to move back to the Sunshine State. And I'm happy to say that I I got to do it. So it's been quite a journey. It's been a long road. And there's been a lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs. But part of this endeavor that I want to go on is partially to just kind of vocalize things that I need to remember and things that I need to talk about, but mostly because, you know, life is messy and life is not perfect and people, people go through shit. People go through some really dark things. People go through some really, really wonderful things and you know, we, ha- we should talk about them. The little things should be celebrated and, you know, problems that we face and challenges that arise should be addressed. And, you know, the things that you go through make you who you are. And just to sweep them under the rug and either pretend that they didn't happen or because they're not fun to talk about or because they're not pretty and they don't sparkle is not an excuse to just let them roll by. So, you know, I I, I want to share the experiences that I've had and the the things that I've learned from from life. I mean, I haven't been on this this earth all that long, but I feel like I have lived quite quite a life. And since we just came into a new decade, it was like, you know, everybody's talking about, well, what'd you do the last ten years? I'm like, holy shit. Well, um. <laughs> I graduated college. I've had two different jobs. I've lived in four different cities. I got married. I had a miscarriage. I got a divorce. I started over. Like there there's so many things that, you know, when you break it down like that, you're like, "Holy shit, how much stuff have I been through?" And then it forces you to kind of think about like, "What did I learn?" And you know, this, the stuff that I've been through is not like groundbreaking. It's not like nobody's ever been through it before, but I just want to offer some sort of like encouragement and some sort of 
place that people can go to and find find peace in that they're not alone that you are not the only person that has ever gone through something like this or you're not the only person that's ever felt this way and i think that's important because we live in a world where everybody is trying to wrap up their life in this beautiful colorful perfect little picture that just does not exist perfection does not exist and I don't know what happened and how the world has convinced us that the only way to live life is to live it perfectly because I would not be the person that I am if I didn't go through all of the bullshit that I've been through. I would not be the same person that I am if I didn't experience the very, very lows and the very, very highs and none of that stuff is perfect. So creating this false sense of like just creating a false sense of reality and I've gotten sucked into that. And so those are some of the things that I I I want I want to share and how I have very slowly made my way out of them and some of them I haven't made out of yet. And I'm still working my way out of it and Hopefully I can talk about it and and it will shed some light and maybe I'll have like a light bulb moment during an episode. Who knows? But one thing I did learn and that I will that I will leave you with is that no matter what you face, no matter what challenge comes your way, you are so much bigger than that. That there is so much more to you than the things that happen in your life. You have so much more to offer than just one aspect. You are not just a sister. You are not just a husband. You are not just an employee. You have so many different sides of you. And the world deserves to see all of them. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And I hope that this can offer you a safe place to land and to know that you are definitely not alone. So to come full circle, this podcast, I named it RBF. So for those of you guys who don't know, RBF stands for resting bitch face. Um, so basically it's the look on your face when you're like, what, what the fuck just happened? And it's like this, this very honest reaction to something really, really stupid. And (laughs) I'm guilty of it. A lot of people are guilty of it. So I had a manager who would tell me, Ellie, fix your face. (laughs) Just fix your face. And there are going to be things that happen where you have to keep smiling and you have to pull yourself up and you have to keep moving. And you just have to learn how to fix your face 
and keep moving forward.